Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chamber Pod with Shamanda. We have a great show lined up for you today. It is going to be so good. We are talking about Friday Night Smackdown, the January 29th edition, and we are so close to the Royal Rumble. Amanda, please tell me you've got some excitement going because we are just one day away. Yes, let me tell you, my my special friend, my special guest who's going to come do the quick picks, oh, he is he is just itching to come on here and beat you I, on his quick picks. I am here to make not a prediction, but a spoiler that I will retain my quick pick championship and the good people of the pod will rejoice in my victory. I promise you, that's not what's going to happen. Well, and just so everybody understands how wrestling works, if by some miraculous feat, Whomever you have lined up as our special guest for quick picks, if by some miraculous feat they're able to defeat me, the fix was in. The fix was in. I was not 100%. I didn't get the advantages, right? Like you, It's like you entering number 30 in the Royal Rumble, and I entered at number one. I didn't get any help. I worked my way here, and I'm the champion. This is how you treat... A quick pick champion? The greatest quick pick champion in the history of quick picks? Yes. Don't worry. Once I, once we take your title, you'll be able to go out and find all mm. the help that you want. Mm. I am going to enlist the help of Sami Zayn's documentary team so that everybody can really see how much I am getting screwed over. Good luck getting them away from Sammy. And this will be the greatest win of all time when I defeat you and your little henchmen. Oh, I think you mean if. But let's jump right into hot tags. Well, you got me hot already. I can tell. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about Bianca and Bailey. So Bailey had an interview backstage. And, you know, she's continuing her whole heel thing. She's adding more fuel to the fire. She has a great plug for WWE Chronicle on Bianca Belair by saying that Bianca always runs away from her problems. Very interesting. That Chronicle was actually quite good. I saw a little bit, some clips of it, and it has me very entertained. So I want to go back and watch that Chronicle on this rising star of Bianca Belair. Right. So they have a good match, obviously, and Bianca wins. Fantastic. This is great news. Bianca gets, and I quote Michael Cole, the biggest win of her young career. Yeah, and she ultimately feels the same way as she says that on her interview on the stage right after the, right after the match finishes. Although she does go on to say that Bailey is no role model of hers. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. I, I, sh- Bailey has been one of the top heels on SmackDown for some time now. And Bianca has no interest in stooping to those levels. Right. 
I mean, at one point during the match, Bailey started pulling on the hair, even. Like, oh. you're going to stoop that low? Now, I, I actually have something for that. Oh? Because it seems to me like Bianca Belair's hair mm-hmm. is, in fact, actually Thor's hammer. Oh, uh, okay. I'm gonna need a little. It's true. I'm gonna need some more on that. It's true. Only the chosen one ah can use the hair as a weapon, and Bianca was not pleased with Bailey's attempt. No, no, she was not. However, she certainly didn't mind Sasha using it a couple weeks ago when they tagged. Well, they were friendly. They were friendly. That's fair. For the time being, because I think we might be headed in that direction. Well, speaking of Sasha. Yes. What happened with her and Reginald backstage? Well, we got a completely different interaction from our SmackDown Women's Champion. It was quite steamy. We we have not seen this from our boss character here. And Reginald was also experiencing new emotions and feelings because... He kind of seemed to hesitate on his relationship with Carmella, mm-hmm. which has not been the case for this entire feud. I, I remember I asked a couple of episodes ago when we talked about this feud, where do they go from here? Because they don't need to give us Sasha Carmella right away. Right. And I've seen some fans are a little disappointed that there was no closing interaction between the two. But I am actually a big fan of this. We have already seen this match. We've already seen several promos between the two. Now we're getting a completely different aspect of this story. Because Sasha was very flirty with Reginald. In efforts to manipulate him into leaving Carmella or costing Carmella her championship opportunity interesting uh to to quote the line she she wanted uh reginald to pick out wines for her oh rather than her nemesis right now carmella do you think that's gonna have any impact on the match tomorrow night i would 100 percent love to see reginald cost carmella the championship That would be fantastic. And, quite honestly, if we are moving towards a Sasha Banks-Bianca Belair feud, we will need a heel turn from Sasha. Yes. And what better way than to align with Reginald? Makes perfect sense to me. I I really like this segment. Sasha looked amazing. Reginald plays his role very well. Mm -hmm. Their chemistry, which at the moment is undiscovered. Mm. (laughs) Sounds steamy, I guess. Yeah, I'm really happy about this. And I think it adds a fun element to our Rumble Clash. Oh, I would agree with that. Um, A not-so-fun element comes from probably one of the most anticipated matches going into the Rumble, which is Roman versus Kevin Owens. It's a last man standing match, and they had a dual interview 
yes. on on programming this week. And the reason I say it's not so fun is because, well, Roman likes to just poke the stick at Kevin, and Kevin Kevin gets very very angry. Yeah, no, I I'm gonna disagree with you here on hot takes because I'll be honest, I loved it. I thought it was a great segment. It was very very well done. But Kevin Kevin gave Roman many warnings. Oh yeah. He said don't don't talk about my family like that. Don't insult them the way that you are. But Roman was very was he achieved his goal. He was trying to get underneath Kevin Owens' skin, trying to throw him off guard going into their match because Kevin constantly says that Roman actually isn't a family man, but rather he's just a big bully. Yeah, well, and remember what the characters are going after here. Kevin Owens is very much so fighting for himself, his reputation, and obviously for the championship. Yes. This match is his presumably last chance to defeat Roman Reigns. And so if he's going to hold that belt, he better get it done this Sunday. Right. Meanwhile, Roman Reigns finally looks beatable. He looks out of control. And so, Roman is testing the waters. Mm -hmm. He's poking and prodding Kevin Owens to figure out if he still has control. And I would think, after watching the segment, the answer is, yes, Roman. You are still very fitted at the head of the table. Absolutely. I mean, it takes a lot of power to be able to just grab the remote and turn off your feed when your opponent gets angry. Yeah, I know. I liked it. I He had enough. He wasn't really there for the answer. Kevin Owens is has misled himself if he believes that Roman Reigns even gives one iota of care towards what Kevin Owens has to say. Roman and this promo segment, whatever you want to call it, is designed so perfectly because, as you said, the second Roman gets the reaction he's looking for, he changes the channel. It was it was very, very well done. I'm very excited for their match. I'm very excited to see how this culminates at the Royal Rumble tomorrow. Unfortunately, Roman... Cutting his feed and changing his channel was probably a signal to the rest of the WWE Universe that that's what we should be doing. Because let me tell you about my hot tag for number four and number five. It's all got... You could have switched the channel. You could. I can't believe I'm saying that because it's blasphemous. It's horrible. It's not my level of fandom to say... Change the channel. We don't need the last hour of SmackDown. But it really was a train wreck It was. For me. It was. If, and if you had changed the channel, you certainly would have been significantly less confused than you were left watching it. So I'm going to introduce the hot tag, and then I want you to, to un, un, unravel it. Allow it to unfold. Tell us what happened. So AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan had a promo to lead off the show. It results in a challenge, and there is a match scheduled between the two as the main event of the show. Yeah, and and if you just leave it at that, great. How could that have gone wrong? AJ Styles 
and Daniel Bryan. These are two of the most gifted wrestlers of our generation. Yeah. Fantastic in-ring abilities and a great job with the microphone because the promo was actually good. And and I say actually because my ultimate feelings on what's happened here mm-hmm. aren't very strong. But, wow. Ha- I, I, the mismanagement of AJ Styles over the last several weeks has just been so baffling on both Raw and now SmackDown thanks to the quarterly brand-to-brand invitation yes which is a made-up nonsense but they plugged it like five five times times on the show in case you did change the channel you were not going to get away from smackdown without knowing it was the quarterly brand-to-brand invitational wow so so how do you mess up this one-on-one match well well where where do you want to start because they end it with dq my my they they give Daniel the win when uh, Sami Zayn comes down to the ring to continue his protest with the documentary crew. Right, Cesaro was on commentary too, right? Because yeah. he and Daniel have a little thing going. Another a, a big round of applause for WWE. Cesaro on commentary, a great. He's been on a massive hot streak, and you're keeping him in the eye and and in the ear. Because yeah. he's on comment. It was so good, and they made it so horribly bad. So Sammy comes down with his documentary crew. Um, I would assume E is not far behind him. Right. Um, so he attacks outside the ring, and as you said, ends up in a DQ, because Sammy attacks who? AJ? Da- Daniel Bryan. No, he attacked AJ. No, Daniel got the win via DQ. DQ, which means Sammy attacked AJ. No, no. It means that he attacked Daniel. Because okay. Daniel wins because he was the one aggressed upon. Right, right. So I'm sorry. So much happened in yeah. this match. I'm a little No, I'm that's a little okay. Backwards. That's okay. I, I'm an AJ fan. So you know what? I'll take it. AJ wins. <laughs> AJ wins always. Okay, so, so that match ends in DQ. So, so then what happens? It's just a big brawl? Yeah, well, we get a big brawl, and I think there was probably a commercial, come back from commercial, and all of a sudden, it's a six-man tag. Who's the sixth man? So they go with Big E and Shinsuke Nakamura, and they they have, um, was it Miz and Morrison involved as well? Not yet. So I think it was Big E... Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke versus Sammy, Cesaro, and AJ. And AJ, that's, that's right. That's the six man. That's right. Sorry, I, I got a little excited there and skipped down our sheet here because, y- yeah, there's more that they messed up. Okay, so, all right, so this is in a six-man tag now. Yeah, six-man tag. And you know what? They end with another crappy finish because The Miz and John Morrison come out, Otis, and then later on, Sheamus. But... It it leads to this staggered five on four tag match. Right. So you have your faces versus your heels. So you have of course Daniel E Shinsuke Otis. Correct. That's the four against your heels with AJ Cesaro, Sammy, Miz, and Morrison. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So what what happens with that match then? Uh. Well, the faces wound up 
winning each of the matches by some right. odd, strange so I guess, circumstance. So I guess Sheamus came down and helped them then. Uh, correct, correct. Uh, and even the odds, they, they wind up finishing the match and... Um, yeah, wow. I, I mean, I, the, the real problem here is that we had a one-on-one match turn into a five-on-five match. And it wasn't just straight out the gate, one to five. We had to stop at three-on-three in between. So this one match is three different matches with all crappy finishes. That is... That's insane. And it, it's hard to talk about because it it's just a, pardon my language, a clusterfuck of, of superstars. It was just a massive, confusing situation. But, at the end of it, we get a special surprise. And that leads hot tag number five. That's how we're going to close hot tags is with... Braun! Braun returns! He comes down to the ring and he goes rampant on every heel that was in the match. So he goes after these five guys. Pretty much clears the ring of them. Which I take as a hint of what is potentially to come tomorrow on Royal Rumble. Yeah, I, I mean... So we got Braun Strowman back. And you know, I am I like Braun Strowman. I think he's, he's fun. He's a good character. He... He's strong, uh, you know, he's big, he's great for a Royal Rumble. Yeah. It, you know, we've been talking about Countdown, we'll get to that in just a minute, but via asterisk, Braun Strowman is a Royal Rumble winner. Yes. He won the greatest Royal Rumble. Yes, he and won the 50 man. set the uh, record for eliminations in a Rumble match. Now, we did not choose to include it in our countdown because we think the numbers are a bit skewed there yeah. with 50 entrants and it, it was it was not at a Royal Rumble pay-per-view, so we disqualified it yes. from contention. But, you know, they are bringing back a bona fide Battle Royal contestant. Absolutely. And it's somebody that the fans really get behind, and yep. they are really excited for his his return. Personally, I think they wasted it. I think they should have waited until the Rumble to have him come back. But seeing as, you know, the Rumble's not in person, it makes a little bit of sense they're trying to get a bit more hype going for yeah. it, give well, people more reasons to I'm tune in. I'm so glad that you said that, because ultimately that's what it comes down to, is... Sean Haas and Amanda Creed have been doing the legwork for WWE on getting people hyped and excited for Royal Rumble. Because by all accounts, you know, the Royal Rumble is the most exciting night of the year. But there doesn't seem to be that amount of buzz around it this year. And why is that? Probably because we don't have that much excitement for the Royal Rumble match. We've got a few ideas, but they, like you said thrown away returns and stuff just to try and ramp up the support behind Royal Rumble. Yeah. And and so I understand why you're saying, yeah, they wasted Braun Strowman, but I, I mean, I'm a little more excited for the match because Braun Strowman's going to be in it. I had no idea if he was going to be in it. I agree. I agree. And well, I think they could have done a a much better job getting hyped for the Royal Rumble if they had just had better storylines going Agreed. in. Agreed. So like they just they just botched that, but 
overall, like, Edge made his announcement, Braun's made his announcement. I'm very, very excited to see the Royal Rumble tomorrow. I am always going to be on the side of writing is the answer. Yes. And unfortunately, when your writing hasn't been strong, you have to go with these kinds of things. Absolutely. But, so let's take our, our train here on the Royal Rumble and drive it right into Countdown. Who, what number are we on? Who are we on? Well, we are going to be bringing you the number three and number two greatest Royal Rumble winner of all time. Yes, and just a reminder, we are looking at their entire resume in the Royal Rumble, but you are required to have won at least one time to be on our list. So who's coming in at number three? At number three is going to be kind of a no-brainer for us. We, I mean, it as, as much as we may not have appreciated his early dominance in WWE, mm-hmm. there is no doubting. That in just a very short tenure in WWE, uh-huh. and likely will add to this resume as the years go on, the head of the table sits at least on the podium for our countdown. Roman Reigns is our number three entrant for the greatest royal Rumble winners of all time. And this resume is very, very strong. It starts out with a runner-up appearance in 2014. Okay. Followed by his Rumble win in 2015, the very next year. Okay. Then, in 16, we do not have anything for him, but 17... 18 and 20 are all runner-up performances in the Royal Rumble. So wait, he's been a runner-up four times? He has been the last man eliminated on four separate occasions. Good night. Okay, well, let's talk about his win. So what happened in 2015? In 2015, Roman Reigns entered the match at number 19. He was in the match for just under 27 minutes and uh, 27 and a half minutes. Um, His runner-up on this occasion was Rusev, which I'm actually a little surprised. I did not remember that Rusev was a Royal Rumble runner-up. Go Rusev! But unfortunately, Rusev, it's not Rusev Day. It's Roman Day. (laughs) Uh, Although Rusev had a very good showing in this one. Six eliminations and lasted actually longer than the winner, Roman Reigns. I love when that happens. 35 minutes. Love when that happens. Um, So we have Bray Wyatt, actually, as the Iron Man of the match, lasting 47 minutes. Only 10 of the 30 competitors lasted longer than 10 minutes. Uh, And only four lasted longer than five. Yeah, so that's a total of 14 people who lasted longer than five minutes. So that's half half of the people, just about. in and out. And I'm always surprised by rumble times. 
it's crazy to see who can go the distance yeah. and who really shouldn't have even tried. Yeah, it, it it was um it was a really good match, really strong 2015. And actually another fun fact, there was a stretch of 7 minutes and 34 seconds where nobody was eliminated. That's a long time in a rumble. Absolutely, especially considering, you know, somewhere between 60 and 120 seconds you are going to see a new, new superstar, superstar enter. Right. So this is this ring is getting packed full. Um, but even though there were seven minutes and 34 seconds without any eliminations, the ring never saw more than six men in it until just over the 40 minute mark. How? Oh, I'm going to go back and rewatch this rumble. This sounds crazy. Absolutely wild. But Roman Reigns winds up finally eliminating Rusev. At the end of this match, becoming the winner and earning a WrestleMania 31 championship match in the main event against Brock Lesnar. This match was for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Right. But didn't didn't something a little wonky happen? I think that this was one of the most infamous moments in WWE history maybe famous i guess for roman it's infamous yes. right uh because the rumble winner uh kind of got up i won't even say kind of he got roman upstaged. reigns got upstaged at wrestlemania 31 which we all know he does not like no and it was by his former shield brethren yes seth rollins this was the great wrestlemania cash-in of the briefcase yes seth rollins took advantage of the situation, two Goliaths slugging each other, and decided he wanted to make a WrestleMania moment. Right. He catches in the briefcase, makes the match a triple threat, and pins Roman Reigns for the championship. Wow. Well, I'm I'm very excited to know who number two is if Roman has that kind of resume. Yeah, it's impressive. You're going to have to be a pretty stout Rumble competitor in order to beat a win and four runner-ups. Well, I think I have just the guy. All right. I'm intrigued. What we have? Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is a three-time Rumble winner, and his one runner-up, was to Vince McMahon. In 1999. Yes. Vince McMahon beat. Yes. The Rattlesnake. Y- yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Yes, he did. And he became the oldest Royal Rumble winner, too. Incredible. Yep. So Stone Cold won in 1997, 1998, and then again in 2001. So he's also got back to back. He also has back to back here. So let's start with what happened in 1997. So in 1997, Stone Cold Steve Austin was entrant number five. He was in the match for 45 minutes. He had 10 eliminations. 10 eliminations. He eliminated one third of the match himself. That is remarkable. And he, he was in there not quite from the beginning, but very early in the match. He was number five to enter. So. He had time, certainly, in order to rack up 10 eliminations. But my goodness, that's unprecedented. Exactly. So his runner-up his runner was Bret Hart. 
who entered at number 21, lasted 21 minutes, and had two eliminations. Wow. So, here's some fun facts. Nine of the 30 superstars did not last a full two minutes in the match. I, I mean, I'm sorry. What did they bring into the match? Tackling dummies? That's certainly what it seems like. There were four... Also, also, there were four or fewer active wrestlers in the match for 52% of the time. There were six or fewer men in the ring for 76% of the match. So this was really the Stone Cold Steve Austin show. Pretty much. Um, it is controversial, though. His win is controversial. Oh, I do love a good controversy, especially surrounding Bret Hart. Yes. So Austin was eliminated by Bret Hart around the 50-minute mark. However, he was able to sneak back into the ring while officials were distracted by a brawl between Terry Funk and Mankind on the other side of the ring. So, Stone Cold was eliminated, but... Nobody saw it. No one saw. Exactly. So he was able to come back into the ring. You know, that is a little bit of a slimy move. Yeah. Maybe this is where he earned that nickname of the rattlesnake. I would think so. But so after he snuck back in, he was able to eliminate the final four men within 10 or 11 seconds of each other. Wow. So he was able to knock them out. Bang, 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 bang. Quick fire. Quick fire and then wins the match. And that match leads to a match between him and Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13. It was a no disqualification submission match with Ken Shamrock as the special guest referee. Wow, what an interesting thing. You know, when you think of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you don't necessarily think of submission. Right. So maybe that was part of the buildup into that WrestleMania match was Stone Cold actually didn't win the Royal Rumble Exactly. And so Bret Hart deserved an advantage going into WrestleMania. So they go with submission because obviously the sharpshooter, very deadly move, makes people tap within just a couple of seconds. So trying to level the playing field, but it was to no avail. Just like the Royal Rumble, Stone Cold got the better of Bret Hart. Exactly. So let's move on to what happened in 1998, the very next year. Very next year. Stone Cold repeats his former glory in the previous year by being the winner from entrant number 24. So instead of being in 45 minutes like the last time, he was only in for 16 this time. He still remarkably had a massive amount of eliminations. He entered at number 24, So there were only six men to enter after him, but yet he had seven eliminations. Wow. His runner-up was none other than The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who entered at number four. So they kind of did a nice little role reversal here where The Rock was trying to do what Stone Cold had done just one year previous. Right. Uh, the Rock lasted 51 minutes in the match and had three eliminations. But tell us about this little fun fact. I, I think it'll be near and dear to your heart. It is! Oh, okay, so I love Mick Foley. 
and Mick Foley shined during this match because we got to see all three of his personalities in one match. That's right. One man, Mick Foley, got to enter three different times in the match. He entered as Cactus Jack at number one. He entered as Mankind at number 16. And then at the end, he came in as Dude Love at number 28. Incredible. He is still, to date, the only man to enter a Royal Rumble match on three different times. Incredible. I love that fact. Um, to keep our trend of three as our magic number, only three competitors did not last until the next buzzer. So the wow. way it works, every two minutes, you're going to see a new superstar enter, and the buzzer sounds. Well, only three people in the entire match were unable to make it to that next buzzer. That's crazy. Usually those numbers are like anywhere between five and eight. Yeah, yeah. So it was a really competitive Royal Rumble match. Um, The match remained at a depth of at least eight men from the 16-minute mark until the 52-minute mark. Wow. So this was an action-packed show. Yes. Um. So a total of 36 minutes, uh, just a little over that, um, for that running clock. Uh, Between the 51-minute mark and the 53-minute mark, seven men were eliminated in that time period. So uh, just under two minutes, and we saw 11 in the ring go down to four. Wow. Um. Ultimately, Stone Cold did get the better of the rest of the field, just like he did one year ago. Yeah. And at WrestleMania 14, faced Shawn Michaels for the championship. Oh, I bet that was a great match. Oh, I had two bona fide superstars. You've got the Heartbreak Kid, Mr. WrestleMania, up against, well, arguably one of the greatest Royal Rumble competitors of all time. Yes, so then, as we mentioned in 1999, Stone Cold's a runner-up to Vince McMahon. And then two years after that, in 2001, he wins again. He's entrant number 27. He was only in the match for 9 minutes and 43 seconds. So easily his shortest appearance. Yes. He had three eliminations. His runner-up was Kane, who entered at number 6. Kane lasted 53 minutes and 46 seconds and had 11 eliminations five of those eliminations came in a row yeah so i i gotta say we've talked so much about royal rumble competitors and specifically the winners and that's where i feel so bad for kane so i'm going to take a moment to acknowledge if kane were able to win a royal rumble he would probably be Number one his re- on the list. His resume is fantastic. He has the most eliminations in Royal Rumble history. Mm-hmm. He's appeared in the most Royal Rumble matches. He has an incredible amount of elapsed time in the match. Yes. And it usually takes upwards of six, seven, or eight entrants in order to eliminate the guy. Right. He's incredible. But unfortunately, we can't include him on our countdown. See, he's never won. Because he's never won the match. Yes. So he had eliminations number 6 through 11 uh, right there in a row. And the fun fact with this, the surprise person with this match is Drew Carey. 
Drew Carey entered at number five and then eliminated himself almost three minutes later. Yeah, so it was a great moment. Drew Carey comes in at five. He, you know, the fans are going wild because, my goodness, Drew Carey's in a Royal Rumble. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Kane's music hits and Drew Carey decides that, uh, you know, he, he wants to save himself for the prices, right? Correct. The, the, the price was wrong <laughs> when Kane came out. Absolutely. But he was the fifth elimination. Him, him eliminating himself makes him the fifth elimination. So I guess technically we should bump up Kane's number of eliminations in a row? Yeah, I, I think that they credited Kane with the elimination for this match. I don't remember if that's what they went with, but it was certainly... Kane's impact or yes. influence that caused Drew Carey to to say, I'll take a pass. Right. Okay, so let's get into the, the timing of this match a little bit. So the ring was filled with four or fewer superstars for almost 40 minutes. It was 64% of the match. That's incredible. Usually, you know, we, we just talked about a rumble where, you know, there were seven, eight people in the ring for almost the entire thing. And now we're talking about over half of it, almost two-thirds of it, we had four superstars. Yeah. And five men during the 43-minute mark were eliminated in a 10-second span. Oh, I love it when you get that high-octane uh, offense and everybody just says, you know what? We are clearing house. Let's get this place pumping. Let's get it going. And let's just... Chuck some massive men over yes. the top rope. Well, you'll love it even more because it was shortly after The Undertaker entered the oh, match. That oh, happened. of course. Of course. It had to be The Undertaker. Everybody rests in peace when The Undertaker yes. comes out. Yes. So part of the reason Stone Cold only lasted for just under 10 minutes in this match is because during his entrance, Stone Cold was attacked by Triple H. So remember, he's number 27... But, because he was attacked, he was the last man to physically enter the ring. Ah, so we have another situation where really your entrant number is sometimes misleading. Exactly. You can win from a number that you actually didn't enter on time. Exactly. He entered last in the match, obviously an advantage, less so because he entered last due to an attack. Yes. But still, he was the last man in despite drawing a number that wouldn't have allowed him that. Exactly. So it, his entire time in the match is obviously the last bout for winner. Right. So he comes up and he wins. And this leads to him having a no disqualification match against The Rock for the WWF Championship at WrestleMania 17. Fun facts during this match. While the match was happening, Vince McMahon comes to ringside. And it's it's well documented that he and Stone Cold are are nemesis. Yeah, they're not they're they don't get along. So everybody would think that he's coming down there to help The Rock, but no, no, no. Stone Cold asks McMahon to give him a steel chair, with which he then goes on to hit The Rock sixteen times, and he goes on to win the match. So this shows an alliance between Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, which nobody thought would ever happen, right. which results in Stone Cold Steve Austin's heel turn. Yeah, it was a dramatic moment. It, it Really, this match is well regarded as one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. And uh, to keep on trend here with the Royal Rumble, 
again, we see a superstar that not only has won the most Royal Rumble matches of any superstar in history with three, mm-hmm. but also a perfect record at those subsequent WrestleManias. Yes. That he is not only able to win the Royal Rumble, but capitalize on that moment and win a championship in the main event of WrestleMania. It doesn't get any bigger than that. So how could anybody be above Stone Cold Steve Austin? You will have to turn into, tune into Quick Picks in order to find out. That's right. We'll have the quick picks coming up tomorrow. They'll be great. And uh, yeah, we'll crown our greatest Royal Rumble participant. That's one. Ever. Yes, I am so very excited. But I'm also excited for our next spot, which leads us right into Bacha. Bacha. My favorite thing we do on this show. So we've already touched on our botches a little bit when we went through uh, our hot tags, but they were so bad, they're worth talking about again in botcha. So we have the quarterly brand, the quarterly brand to brand invitational, which led to going from a one on one match to a 10 on 10 match. Yeah, this is five on four. This is our only uh, botcha. For the entire night, yep. because it is so colossal. It was bad. It, it, awful. My, my, my thing with this is, I need you to make up your mind. Decide. Are Raw superstars allowed on SmackDown? Uh, apparently. Well, apparently SmackDown superstars are never allowed on Raw, because we yeah. haven't seen it. Correct. So, where was the... Is it only one show? It The quarterly brand-to-brand Invitational. I need a press release, and I need better on it. Adam Pierce, meet me in my office. He might not have the authority to do so. Remember, he's our not-so-authority-authority authority figure? Well, you know what? I'll take your not-so-authority-authority authority job. It was so confusing and bad and not a good way to end SmackDown. So bad that even having Braun return ultimately couldn't save it. No, it didn't save it. And you know what? They went the reverse. Usually in pro wrestling, you start with a high amount of superstars and you dwindle them down until there's only one. Hmm. Sounds like I'm looking forward to Royal Rumble. Do not do the opposite. I do not want you to give me one-on-one, and then say, oh, here's three-on-three. Oh, here's five-on-four. Oh, here's five-on-five. I don't like it. I don't want it. Keep it at the sideline because I want to watch it get dwindled down to see who's the best of the best. I don't want more getting added to confuse me. Exactly. Um, But we'll we'll go into something a bit bit happier to talk about. We're going to talk about this day in wrestling. So January 30th. 21 years ago, the WWF taped SmackDown Extreme. So that episode aired two days later, and it served as a unique cross-promotion for that weekend's debut of the XFL. Obviously, this is the first time the XFL was around. That's right. So uh, this show obviously predated the Extreme Rules pay-per-view by quite a few years. But you can definitely see the inspirations that they drew from it as for every featured match on the show, 
had a stipulation. Yeah, I I love those kinds of events. They're very smart. They used to do it with pay-per-views a whole lot. They're bigger shows. They would add a stipulation just to kind of spice things up from your regular wrestling match. But really what I want to talk about here is the XFL. It's on everybody's mind because, you know what? The first run didn't work out. It was it was not well received. It was not the football that people wanted to watch and it very quickly folded. Right. Uh then, you know, flash forward, gosh, I can't tell you how many years, but uh, the XFL returns, and it looks like it's on the way up. It's, it's reevaluated itself, and it understands uh, uh, how it can be received by the masses. Yeah. And it was doing well until coronavirus squashed those plans. Yeah. Now, maybe three is a lucky number, because it's coming back again. And it isn't Vince McMahon. It's somebody very near and dear to his heart. In fact, Vince McMahon is the reason why this man got hit by a chair 16 times. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to be using the XFL and giving players a chance to showcase their talent. So I'm very excited for it, and I see no reason why it wouldn't work out. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Oh, that's awesome. going to be really exciting. So this day in wrestling sponsored something that's going to come for, you know, hopefully the next 20 so years. That would be amazing. But all right, it's time to wind us down. It is time to beat the clock. Beat the clock. All right, let's go. Let's get it started. All right, so obviously the Royal Rumble is tomorrow. And we're going to be making our quick picks, so you have to be able to tune into that. And then after the Royal Rumble match, tune in again because we will be dropping our review. Yeah, that podcast is going to go up very at the wee hours of the morning as Royal Rumble has concluded. We are going to record and get that content out to the good people of the pod as soon as possible. Because yes, Monday Night Raw follows and we will have to have our Rumble episode up. Prior to watching Monday Night Raw. So we are working hard for you. And we hope you really enjoy it. Quick picks and rumble. Tune in tomorrow. It'll be great. Yes. And also a very quick happy birthday to Becky Lynch. Otherwise known as The Man. Or The Mom. Or The Mom. She is a member of the NXT4 Horsewomen. She had a record-breaking Raw Women's Championship reign for just over a year. Very similar to Bailey's reign that just ended recently. Um, she is a three-time SmackDown Women's Champion, and she's a Royal Rumble winner. She came in at like nine, at nine on our list, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Becky Lynch, one of the, one of the greats, I, and you could argue the biggest uh, women superstar that WWE has ever had. Yes, uh, her impact on the business will be well documented and and looked at for many many years to come and certainly long after becky lynch is no longer wrestling yes we hope that day does not come soon no and maybe her return will come very soon outside chance that she's at royal rumble so tune in tune in and watch find out if the man can do it again (laughs) Okay, we will see you all tomorrow for quick picks. We can't wait to record for you. And I know you're excited, but it's not long now before you meet my special guest.
I'm going to remain the champ. So tune in. You're going to want not only the match, the the greatness that is my picks, but you're going to want to tune in for the celebration afterwards. We're going to have so much fun. Yes, so we will see you all tomorrow, okay? All right, everybody. Bye. Bye.